This podcast and its parent website are supported by its listeners and readers. If you enjoy what you hear and read at Ride or Die, please consider supporting our continued creation at patreon.com slash ride or die. Hey, 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 bibbidi-bobbidi, what's up everybody? This is Ride or Die Presents, the Top of the Moment podcast, where we talk about the things that are getting us psyched that we saw over the past week. We're popping the beers, pouring the wine, you probably can hear that. Yeah, it was actually probably <laughs> it was pretty nice. Actually you need perfect. a tan yeah. spot. We definitely planned that. Well, yeah. I haven't let this uh, puppy air out. I don't know where everybody's getting on Yellow Tell's case. Uh, it, this is not that... <laughs> It's no, we like Yellowtail. Yellowtail's good. <laughs> Do we? Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, have anything. I don't have any strong feelings against. I mean, but you gotta always remember it's important. You know, big body, big bends, man. I I got this for the price tag, not for anything else. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, so, on that note, I'm gonna start us off here with my first. Into. I'm gonna jump us into my first top of the moment. Which is a gaming blog news website called Rock Paper Shotgun. It's a British site, uh, and the reason I've been frequenting it for probably for the last uh, six months or so. But the reason it's my top of the moment is because I've just been reading it kind of a lot lately, and uh, the writing quality is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of gaming blogs the ones at least the ones that try to be like more formal like places like ign and stuff the writing is really sort of like methodical and boring frankly and uh rock paper shotgun all the guys and gals that work over there really bring kind of like a nice uh they bring a lot of character to video game journalism which may seem like a hard thing to do and i think it is um but they do it really well and a a I was reminded when I was re- reading uh, some of it this past week about uh, one of the pieces that they did a while ago that was called a. Lim- and so I should I should be clear it's a PC gaming okay so uh, it's site it's exclusively PC gaming they don't cover okay. anything console they may mention things that are on PC that are coming to console or something like that but um, all of their writing is based around PC gaming and they had a piece a while back. Um, called a lament for the land party, and yeah, I miss those those are those are fun. Yeah, uh, it's by Michael Johnson over there, and it basically is just kind of this sonnet in in a uh, in prose form about those golden days and and what they were like and how that's kind of a culture that's it's not altogether disappeared, but it's definitely less prevalent. Yeah. And I did just want to read a small snippet from it. Um, he says, The land party, where you and six mates cram, yourself into a, cram yourselves into a dining room for a weekend, hook up your PCs with a complex series of switches, routers, and Cat9 cables, somehow became quite the thing. It was a rare and much-anticipated event with excitable conversation and important organizational topics to be responded to in IRC. At every land, countless energy drinks would be consumed, junk food gorged upon, a single tube of Pringles devoured in seconds, and games would be played, finally the way they were meant to be, with other people. Although then, as now, this was a mixed blessing. And that's just good writing about video games, and you just don't see that very much. And uh, I just love them. They're great. Yeah. I AV Club's Gamological mm-hmm. um, subsite... Mm-hmm. Is really good. They have a lot of good writers there too. Cool. Um, but that no, that sounds very good. I mean, it, it's accurate. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Just reading through that particular piece, it was just, it's so much nostalgia and like they they never touched on the smell though. <laughs> no, they cleverly left that. They left that out. But uh, yeah, that, so that's mine. It's rockpapershotgun.com, um, which threw me off at first. It took me a long time to figure out that it was a British site. Well, not a long time, <laughs> but. Because um, usually they would have had a .co.uk yeah. URL or something. But they're just .com. But they're a .com. So, yeah, rockpapershotgun.com. How did you find out first? Was this spelled think color with a U? When I... Like, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, it was I basically that. Out. And then, like you saw in that in that little excerpt that I read, he said mates instead of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little just uh, context clues. I'm very perceptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, my first one is going to be... Um, 
uh, a different podcast actually, Smodcast. It's with Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, and Scott Mosher, his uh, partner in crime producer uh, since the beginning. Um, podcast uh, or Smodcast, excuse me, is something <laughs> that I listen to. They've been going. They've been going for like nine years, seven or nine years. Oh wow! Um, going strong. It's something that I listen to at the ground floor. I've always been a fan of uh, Kevin Smith, um, but I just got it on the ground floor and just kind of reestablished, like, stopped listening to it uh, because my work didn't permit it. Um, not not my work itself, but my type of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no matter and, no matter if it was at work or at home, yeah. they they strictly dictated to you. Yeah, were not yeah. to listen. They to would follow me on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I've just recently got back, gotten back into it uh, because now I can, and um, it's just like uh, it's like meeting old friends and having mm. a conversation. Uh, admittedly, a one-sided conversation with old friends, um, <laughs> but yeah, check it out, Smodcast. Yeah, I've heard. I'm not sure if it's a Smodcast, but I think I've listened. Does he have other podcasts? Oh, he has well? a bunch. So Smodcast time, right? is kind of. It started out as like just Smodcast, uh, and then that got so big. So now it's Smodco. Uh, is what they call uh, it, okay. and it's just sort of like... The umbrella for... Yeah, everything. an umbrella. Yeah. I mean, they're still Smodcast, which is just Kevin and, and Scott, um, but now they have, like, Kevin... Like, he has... Uh, it's called Fat Man and Batman, I think. Um, okay. It's where he talks with uh, another guy who I don't really know about Batman. Mm. Um, and then Scott also has his own uh, podcast, and there's other people who don't even... It's not even Kevin or Scott uh, that are involved, and they have their own podcast as well. So it's yeah. kind of like an umbrella, like, say, like a... Is... Is Smod, the Smod and Smodcast, is that in reference to Sweet Meteor of Death? No, or is that something it's else? just their names. <laughs> oh. uh, Smith and Mosher. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, All they right. talk. Well, they, I was they attri- got that. So I was attributing uh, a whole other level yeah. of meaning to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for correcting yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah what, what is that? Can you explain sweet, that? Sweet Meteor of Death. Um, it's like uh, the Sweet Meteor of Death is the giant meteor that's out in space that's on a collision course that we know nothing about, and one day it'll just smack into the earth and end all our lives mercifully. Well, I, oh, wow. I imagine by the time it gets closer, we'll, we'll right, yeah, we figure out what the trajectory is. Yeah. And then we'll be like, okay, this is essentially yeah, high impact. Like uh, a lot impact. of... What is that? Deep movie? impact. Deep impact. A lot of the, like, polit- the deep. political... A lot of the like political satire over the past year was like whether you fell into the uh, Smod 2016 camp or the Cthulhu Oh, uh, okay. That's why, because I've always been Cthulhu. That's why yeah. I, never, I didn't ever. Oh well, then yeah. we can't. We have to stop. We can't be friends because yeah. I'm a smart guy. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. I learned a couple of things. Um, so my number one this week is yet another list. I think that I'm probably going to be ramping down off of these lists. Chris, the list list. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's such a good name. For eventually, I'll yeah. stop doing year-end lists. This is this it's again is not. Will that be about on or about the end of the year? It'll be. I would probably say it's about February. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, talked about this. It yeah. leads well into the. Future. It, it does. I love them, <laughs> and uh, I get excited for them constantly. This one is different though. This is Spotify's uh, 2016 top played songs, which is created just for you. Oh yeah. So this is the automatic thing that gets generated yes. inside Spotify for you. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's not- literally just ranked. Based on plays, there's. I assume that there's a a rank. Let me read off my top five mm. uh, because. I mean, I assume it's based on like your number one they is the one that you clicked play yeah, on yeah, the yeah. most. They have some kind of algorithm. Year. I'm not sure yeah, how long yeah. of a song you have to get. Uh, or I think it's like 30 that. seconds yeah. counts as that a would, play. That would make sense uh, um, in all of that metric in all of those analytics. But I'm my not t- sure. my top five. But just looking at my top five, I, I can look at those and be like, yes, that makes sense. That that is very high. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm interested to hear this. Much higher than like numbers, whatever's number 82. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to look to find it because there are no numbers set. So there. what are we doing? You're giving us your top, your top five. Yeah, I'm just going to give you the top five. Um, actually, I'm going to give you the top six. <laughs> number one That's is arbitrary. every night. By Walker Lukens. I really enjoy that song. He's a local Austin guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I first heard of him in February, and so I just jammed that song constantly. Uh, number two is Hard Four by Kevin Gates. I think there was uh, one point at work where I listened to that song for a solid three straight hours. <laughs> um, <clears throat> number three is Washington On Your Side <laughs> from the Hamilton soundtrack. Huge, great tune. Yes. Uh, number four is No Problem by Chance the Rapper. One of my favorite albums, one of my favorite songs of the year. Number five is The Election of 1800 from Hamilton soundtrack, which this is good because Washington on your side 
provides the beginning of the election of 1800. It just samples. It's like a. It's like the election of 1800 is later in the Hamilton soundtrack score, and it samples or calls back to Washington on your side. So it's appropriate. It's probes. Do you know just? I'm trying. While you're talking, I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out what mine is. Oh, you know where it is. Yes, I can explain how you find it. Yeah, in, in one. Because that'd be good for listeners too. Yeah, and my number six. This is the. This is what I was most excited about. Number six is my number one of 2015, and it's uh, "There He Go" by Schoolboy Q, uh, a song that did not come out in 2015 or 2016. Um, but I just absolutely, absolutely love that song, and so I'm just glad. I I hope that that will be in the top ten. Wait, you said number six. No, yeah, number six. Oh, okay. It was number one in 2015. Oh, okay, okay. But um, 2016's list is my number six song. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it is also the first song in one of my most played playlists. Therefore, naturally, a lot of times it'll come on immediately. Uh, so I think that's why. I'm not sure about the algorithm. I, I definitely think that there's some I'm looking at, and I'm like, I, I really can't believe that. But it's really fun just to see a, a giant list of like what you think, what your favorite songs this year yeah. are. So, regardless of whether or not they actually are, maybe one of your favorite songs was one that you didn't even listen to too much. If you want to find it, though, the way that I got to it, it will not show. If you're looking at the desktop app, it will not show up on the desktop app. The way that you'll find it is either go to the online web player or get on your mobile app. And if you go to your home on those two Spotify interfaces... You will, it will give you the option to look at your top songs of 2016 playlist. Then all you do is follow it, and you will be able to get it into your desktop app. Wait, did I miss something? Because you said you're number six. Did you do number one? Yes, I went one uh, through five. Oh, you went one, one through, through six. Oh, okay, one through six. I, I'm interested, uh, what, what's the, the top, or the like uh, 100 through 95? Because it's the top 100, right? Yes, do you want me to read you 100 yeah, yeah, through 95? Uh, number 100 is Kazoo Tra- Kid. I can't, let me re-say this. The Kazoo Kid Trap Extended Mix, um, <laughs> which is just wonderful. And I would, I think it would behoove everybody to go listen to the Kazoo Kid Trap every Extended Friday. Mix. Every, every Friday. Friday uh, I think that that's what you wanted me, me to say. Um, number 99 is a song called It Means I Love You by Jessie Lanza. She sounds so much like... Grimes, and I think that's oh, cool. what just drew me to her this year. Number 98 is California by Delta Spirit. Dope. Yeah, that's one of our songs. Yeah. Um, number, what am I? Did I say 96? 98 was California. 97 is Make It Up by The Blow. 96 is Italian Cinema by Carla Del Forno. And number 95, which I we went a, a little bit farther, but number 95 is by far... I listen to this song when I want to test how sad I am, and it's Kettering by the Antlers, <laughs> and from their album Hospice, yeah. it is uh, incredibly sad. I think actually, I'll put a couple of these songs, we'll, we'll have a couple of these songs up on the website, so if you want to listen to some of the ones that I mentioned, um, I would recommend it. Sure, I remember when I was compiling a list of uh, super sad songs for myself, and you uh, you... You offered that song. Always, always recommend yeah. that if you want to be real sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, cool. that that wraps up for Spotify. That's awesome. Sweet. Good well, to know um, too. Good to know. Sorry. Yeah. Also, I had, I completely I, I saw it earlier today and I completely forgotten about yeah. it. And now I'm trying to figure it out again. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see what your guys' lists are. Nate, I'm pretty sure that it is going to be a lot of bright eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you would probably be surprised. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's something. I, if you guys want to. What we can do is we'll have a we'll maybe keep like going we'll each here. put our top five. We'll each put our top five up on the website so people can just check out yeah, what yeah. our top five songs were. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a good idea. All right. Well, um, my second top of the moment is it's a little bit um, late because this series has been available on Netflix for a while now. I think since about the beginning of the month or of November, um, or maybe it was yeah. I think it was like the first or second week of November, but. Uh, it's The Crown, the new Netflix drama that's all about Queen Elizabeth II and how she came to power and all of the drama that involves the ever-changing monarchy in Great Britain uh, immediately following the Second World War. Um, it is done, uh, a lot of the writing and the show running is done by the guy who did The King's Speech, 
Uh, if you remember that one, I think it won Best Picture, didn't it? I know it was not. King's Speech I know did. It, it did. Yeah, it won. Yeah. A, it was an upset, I believe. Yeah, I think it, it stole outraged. it from Social Network. If I remember oh, correctly, yeah, I think, I, it, think it, I was not mad about that. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good film. It's not a to good get film. You off track. No, it's no, a good no. Film, but social absolutely. Is, and uh, I think head, head and shoulders. Yeah, I, I, I think. I don't know about head and true. shoulders, but I love the social network. Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Yeah, okay. leaps and bounds, but not head and shoulders. Okay. Uh, anyway, Peter Morgan, the writer and producer, um, he was behind Frost Nixon and The Last King of Scotland, and a Ron Howard film called Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, very, he, he, Most of his stuff is very British uh, that he does. Anyway, The Crown is just phenomenally well acted. A lot of the episodes are written by him. Um, the score the is, is excellent, but the particularly the main theme at the beginning is a Hans Zimmer piece. Um, and the visuals that go along with it are outstanding. It's just one of those things where you sit back and you're just like, the production kind quality of, of this. Rapture. Yeah, the, the, the production quality of this is just so outstanding. Um, it just kind of floors you. Um, but yeah, so... And I think that the lady, Claire, Claire Foy, I think is her mm-hmm. name, that's playing... Um, Elizabeth, I'm not familiar with her. Queenie? <laughs> what? Queenie. 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 Um, Very strange. I'm not really familiar with her. She struck me as a relatively... I, I've seen a couple of photos, and I have not seen the show myself, but seen a couple of photos, and yeah, I, I think this is the first time that I've seen her. I might yeah. have seen her in a previous film or previous role, but... Yeah, she's, she's been in some weird stuff. Season of the Witch, but she does well. Nick Cage movie with Nick Cage. Yeah, <laughs> she does well. Yeah, she I mean, I guess that's excellent. Matters, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. she excellent. Like, I mean, I'll forgive her um, anything that may stru- stick out to me as a blemish on her filmography. Nope. Yeah, I'll forgive her for for doing that so well. She's really, really good. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, uh, John Lithgow or Lith- yeah, Lithgow. Uh-huh. Um, Plays Winston Churchill, Wait, yeah. and to to acclaim apparently. Yes. Uh, it, so that's true. Then, that's one of the better like performances. Yeah, it is, and it's one of those things where like, it's kind of a super. I think probably most people that go through and watch The Crown are going to be either absolutely love or absolutely hate John Lithgow as Churchill. Right. Personally, I absolutely love it. Yeah. If you, I I will admit that at times it's hard to forget third rock from the sun like <laughs> sometimes so sometimes yeah he, he'll do like small little things that remind you of his character and yeah third rock from the sun but if you can try and let yourself go with that i mean it's just it's phenomenal it's really really well done and if you i don't know i, I it's one of those things that i try really hard to do is suspend dis- disbelief and i try and do my best to forget the previous records of the actors and stuff that particularly the actors that are in it it's an extremely hard thing to do and uh but if you can rise to that occasion i think you'll be extremely rewarded yeah it was particularly hard with uh um daniel radcliffe i'm sure in anything but specifically daniel radcliffe in um uh chris what's that movie with uh uh, swiss army man Swiss Army Man. Uh, one of my favorites um uh, so I know what you're talking about, but that, I was really interested in that that John Lithgow because he, he's an actor that will surprise you. He, yeah, he does. He, I mean, he and toes I, that line between comedy and drama. If, so if, if I, I remember right, really scary everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember right, he's very classically trained. <laughs> I think so. Um, he he comes from a, a pretty elite background as far as acting goes. Funny random story. I when I was a child, I um, had a VHS copy in which. I don't know, a VHS copy of a children's music special where John Lithgow played music um, what? and like sang all these things, and it was really good. What instrument did he play? He played like guitar. <laughs> if I remember correctly, like wow. you can definitely like look it up. Um, oh maybe gosh. we'll we'll put a video up online. Yeah. But I just it was that was my first experience with him, and then then I think it was Third Rock. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't get much into like. Dirty Dancing, but yeah, he was in Dirty Dancing, right? I wasn't Footloose. I mixed those up so much. You got me, man. I don't know. Yeah, um, whichever one you can't put Baby in the Corner in. That's Footloose. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, filmed in my my Fancy free. my neck of the woods. Man. Also, I totally forgot that he was in Interstellar until this mm-hmm. just this moment. Yeah, dude, he was, he the, was excellent. Old, he, old was the, he was the dad. Yeah, of, oh, well, the dad's dad. 
or no, the, the father wife's dad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in a, a little movie, um, Love is Strange, where he plays, uh, it, it, he plays a, um, he's in a gay, it, it's a, about a gay couple, mm-hmm. uh, and Alfred with Alfred Molina, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was, uh, I, didn't, I never wonderful. saw that. Um, they have to move in with their children. I think one of them loses their job, I can't remember who. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get sick, and then they have to move in with their children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway... The Crown. The Crown. Yeah. Watch it. Sorry, Watch we guys... Even if you're not, like, I would really recommend, even if, like, the King's Speech and, like, that sort of really high English drama isn't really your beat, like, still I would still recommend, out. like, watching the pilot and seeing how you feel. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, so it gets Ride or Die's stamp of approval. I'm, I'm <laughs> from, introducing that From right one now. of its Oh, yeah, from one of the three. Oh, I thought it was just... Does <laughs> everything get... I mean, I haven't seen it, and I've been, like, interested, maybe, but... That's the sound Does of everything... Stamp. So, like, do we need... If we're going to get the stamp of approval, do, does it need to be approved by two people? <laughs> yeah, majority rules. To get the, yeah, so majority two, best two out of three... Or, or if it comes down to arm wrestles. Okay. Um, either way. Yeah, big, uh, big bins. So my second one, and I'm not sure if the Crown, or I guess it's not if it's Netflix original. Uh, so don't look for the Crown on there. But <laughs> Amazon Prime, uh, and not necessarily even for just the the movie or the uh, the streaming aspect of it. Um, we're coming up on Christmas here. I'm out of state. Uh, I have no family here. Um, so except for all, us. except for you guys. Uh, so all of my my holiday shopping has to be done online, and I have to ship it. Uh, so. What I've cleverly done, and I'm sure nobody saw of this, is I signed up for an Amazon Prime uh, account, uh, 10.99, um, and it comes with free two-day shipping. So this is the per you're doing the per month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 10.99 a month per month, which okay. in the long, it, you know, uh, for an annual subscription, it's more expensive. To right. 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 Um, but if you're just doing it for a month, then 10.99 because the shipping, especially two-day shipping. Is going to be way more than that if you're yeah, buying yeah. as many presents mm-hmm. as, as I am. Um, so Amazon Prime, I mean, even for the month, uh, you may even be able to. I've already done it, uh, so I couldn't do it this time. But you may even be able to do uh, one month for free and kind of try it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys use Amazon Prime, um, but if you're not going to ship anything, at least check out the the uh, the uh, streaming service because a lot of them, uh, a lot of uh, videos or a lot of TV shows of are Amazon on originals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like Man in the High Castle, um, mm-hmm. which is really good as a history buff, a fellow history buff. <laughs> you could probably watch that as well. Uh, but yeah, that was my second one, Amazon Prime. I uh, I do not have Amazon Prime, uh, but my now this makes me sound like a sad sack, but my <laughs> parents. Uh, I've been using their HBO Go, uh-huh. and they recently just said that you know their cable subscription was too expensive, so they're switching to Amazon Prime. So I oh, will cool. soon have an Amazon Prime. Oh, there you go. Nice. I should probably go. Just I, I pay for everything myself. I don't want people to think that I'm <laughs> sucking on my. Oh, no, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I wasn't gonna say anything about teas. Uh, but Christ, <laughs> it, like HBO Go and Netflix were the last things that I still have not gotten for myself right the way i view it is i give them my hulu subscription <laughs> so it's a fair so it's like a it's fair even trade Steven trade yeah um <laughs> yeah. so i'm gonna be sad that i don't have hbo go anymore but i will start just shipping myself dvd dvds of the wire <laughs> in two days for yeah, now yeah. for the low prices so I, I got into amazon prime when it was real early i was a relatively early adopter when they rolled out they had a a huge discount if you signed up with a like a college email address, hmm. um, and so I did that when I was in school, and I haven't looked back. I've I've re-upped it every single. I think it was free for like two years or something. Yeah, if you had a college. If email, you had a yeah. college email, and so I probably did that in like when I, I don't know whenever it first came out, and yeah. every single opportunity I've had, I've re-upped it, and it's like uh, my girlfriend just moved into a new house, and it's staggering to me how often. Amazon Prime boxes arrive yeah. on the front porch. Yeah, and it's both of us. It's me ordering stuff and it's her ordering stuff. But like, it's sometimes it's like it's, every other day there's like two packages on. The thing. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's, it's me ordering stuff to this. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. Uh, not to get on like a little tangent, but Amazon is, is just changed. Like even grocery shopping, uh, mm-hmm. they have these. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but they have these like push buttons mm-hmm. where oh, you can yeah. do like it's called, Tide. It's called Dash. Amazon Dash. Dash. Amazon yeah. Dash. 
uh, where you can do like Tide or Gatorade or something, and it's just a little button that you keep, you know, where you keep your Tide or where you yeah, keep yeah. your Gatorade. And if you're running low, then you just push that, and it automatically orders it for you. It's pretty in a crazy. few days. You've got it. Uh, not a paid uh, advertisement <laughs> for Amazon. Um, we just really like it. Yeah, it's great. Ride or dies stamp of approval. And the it should be noted that the list of Prime benefits gets longer by seemingly the month. It seems like every month they're adding something to the Prime benefits. I think now they have um, they're they have a basically like a Netflix for books thing kind of going on oh, cool. where like um, you can I think you can read one free book a month oh. uh, out of a select library. Um, there's a mu- there's a music streaming service. There's a photo backup and storage service that's included with Prime. Um, there's Prime Video, obvi- obviously, and that's free two-day shipping. Also, and I don't know if this is something that you can do if you're a non-Prime customer, but if you order something and you don't really care about um, it showing up quickly, you can actually elect to take no-rush shipping, and they'll give you credit for, yeah. like, for Amazon. Oh, wow. Yeah, they'll give you, like, uh, two bucks or something. It was five last time. Oh, was it? Yeah, wow. I, I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't do it, but, it, yeah, it's yeah, five yeah. bucks towards, like, your pantry, which is, like... You know uh, where you get your yeah. Your is sundries. it specifically pantry? Is it like two dollars towards your Amazon? I don't. Account? Sometimes I don't know. It's I've seen it. I've seen it do both. I've seen it okay. be like this one's going to give you X amount for Amazon Music. That's good. Or to Amazon know. MP3, and yeah. this one's going to give you X amount for just general Amazon, and then this one's going to give it to you for pantry. Yeah, mine only said pantry. That's that's yeah. Well, we we actually I might have to. I really might have to do this, but yeah, I, yeah. I I I I did not know that they were doing month to month. Yeah, they, they, that's a new thing this that's year. That's a new We're thing, yeah. And also, they do, around the holidays every year, usually around Thanksgiving, they'll do a promo for new for new customers. Well, they'll Because I think it's $99 for a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like that. Yeah. And uh, they'll do a promo, around usually around Thanksgiving in the U.S., where uh, it'll be like $59 or something for your first year. Okay. So they'll, they'll do some stuff. Um, but yeah, um, it's definitely worth it. It's like... Uh, it's, it's so worth it. It's like I can't think of I I'm, I'm I struggle to think of a, a a subscription service that's more beneficial to me than that. Me undies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about that on a yeah, 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 podcast yeah. later. Yeah. I follow them on Instagram. Wow, I love I love their underpants. <laughs> um, my second, sadly, my second is not me undies. Maybe in the future. <laughs> um, but my second is another Netflix show. Originally titled Scrotal Recall, now it's in its second season. It was picked up by Netflix. It was originally a uh, show on Channel 4, I think, in England. Mm. BBC 4? BBC 4, is that, what it, is that what it's called? I think so. Um, but it I was originally it called Scrotal Recall. has been picked up by Netflix for season 2 and retitled Lovesick. And I watched it somewhat recently... I watched the f- the first season. Uh, I want to say maybe six months ago. About uh, read up on it. Was really excited to to see that it was going to be the second season was going to be released at the end of this year. Um, forgot <laughs> and turned on my Netflix account as I stated my parents' Netflix account <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago. Was delighted to see that Lovesick was back. Yeah, it's cool. Nice little treat. Yeah, every time. I, I think that that's probably going to happen with the show Love as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're really into these shows. I can't wait. Yeah, I love. We'll, we'll I really love. enjoy the show Love. Yeah, um, and Masters of None. Let's not forget about. Oh, that. Masters of None. Uh, we just go off on, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, on yeah, yeah. A, a whole tangent. Uh, Netflix's thirty-minute shows are just, I think, killing it right now. Bojack mm-hmm. Horseman too. Oh, absolutely. Um, the Maria Bamford show is one of my favorites of this year. I never got into that one, but we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, but Lovesick is really great. It's the sweet, sweet story. Uh, originally titled Squirrel Recall, as uh, mentioned. And that sounds like a really off-putting name. And it is. That's why it was renamed to Lovesick. But when you hear the... When you hear the plot of the show, you understand, and that name makes sense. Uh, the main character has been diagnosed with chlamydia and needs to go through his long list of former relationships to reach out to them and tell them that they need to be tested. But that is a mechanic that basically for forces the show to look at each relationship, and it's on a six-year scope, basically. And so they can look through all the years in the six, or all the relationships in these six years, 
and see how there's a will they won't they relationship at the center of everything Mm -hmm. and seeing how that progresses in a way in which it's not so much linear there's always like two stories there's what's going on in the present and then what's going on in the the relationship that they are talking about but they jump between relationships so it's not just like it's not linear you'll you'll see at one point something totally different is happening in the relationship timeline Mm. than what happened in the previous episode or what will happen in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. There are a couple of friend characters as well. It's really kind of a show about a trio and not just one specific person, even though there is a main character and then there's a love interest in the main character. But their friend, their flatmate, is as much a as much of a leading character as anybody else in the show and in the second season there's another friend of theirs um, that becomes part of the main cast as well and, mm. and it becomes a really ensemble okay. piece and it's 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 fun to see it it's 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 kind of it's light it's airy there's a lot of like sadness in it naturally but it's funny it's sweet it's re- it's a really enjoyable watch do you think I would like it? I think that you would okay I think that you would Okay. I think that you might like it too. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it has uh, all of the pieces to the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a Nate puzzle. Yeah. At least. <laughs> all right. But, yeah, that wraps it up for me. Sweet. Um, well, the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, this week was some updates that came out to. I'm kind of gaming heavy this week. Um, you got a couple. Some updates that came out to the gaming streaming platform Twitch. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually today that they made this announcement. Um, basically, they, they're, they're expanding their offerings. A few months ago, they announced that they were doing something like, like Twitch Creative, which would allow people to stream like somebody painting or somebody cooking or really kind of any kind of creative endeavor. That's dope. I can get um, behind that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, so they added that in addition to all the game streaming stuff. And then today, uh, they announced mobile broadcasting, so eventually, it's not live yet, but eventually you're going to be able to broadcast from your mobile phone, which is sort of the new hotness now with Periscope and Facebook mm-hmm. Live and, Facebook Live and, uh, and uh, Meerkat, but which has come and gone, rest in peace. But uh, <clears throat> the, So mobile, mobile broadcasting, uh, and then something that they're calling IRL, uh, in real life. In real life. And... Uh, Basically, I, I just Ireland. <laughs> that's really funny because the podcast uh, that I was listening to earlier that was talking about this made that same joke. Oh, nice. <laughs> we're, so, well, no, I mean, like, we're just a bunch of amateurs, and we're making jokes, and, and we're making pro jokes. Yeah, we're making yeah. pro jokes. We just high fived. Yeah. So uh, IRL is share your thoughts, opinions in everyday life, and the little promo video they have is just like, uh, basically, just people like talking. It's kind of a talk show type thing. I think this is really geared towards like people that already have a community. So like if there's a streamer that you really, really like and you follow all the time, this gives them an opportunity to broadcast stuff that's not gaming. Right. So they might just broadcast something and just like kind of hang out and then you kinda of get to hang out with them. I but think that that's also... a really interesting aspect, because we've talked before about some uh some Twitch as- some Twitch errs. Yeah. Huh? Uh and you had mentioned that you wouldn't really want to go, like, have a beer with them. Yeah. So maybe, like, this is a really good way to, to see, you know, will the fans, if they see some of their favorite Twitch accounts, people from their favorite Twitch accounts just talking, not gaming, will they still have the same amount of support there that they would have? Or an equal amount of support, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a comparable amount of support? Right. Or will they kind of, like, lose some of that because they can't carry that that same they don't have that same skill yeah and the draw is not there the initial it's draw kind is of not like, there it's kind of like the introduction of music video and how yeah. music videos and how it kind of wrecked some bands right. before music videos because they weren't as attractive as yeah and I think as some other ones. I think that's why it feels like something that's more geared towards somebody that are like I don't know I'm not really sure how beneficial this would be for some a streamer who's like just starting out no. You know what I mean? It seems like something that's more geared toward people who already have a following, already have a community that's built around them, and that community like wants more content from them, and it doesn't necessarily need to be gaming content. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's 
cool stuff. I, Twitch is a fascinating animal to me. I've talked about it many times uh, on the podcast and off. Uh, and just their whole story from their origins is Justin TV and then their Amazon acquisition and just their whole vibe is so crazy. It's just, I think I may have said this on a podcast before, but it, it just, it bears repeating. It's one of those things that the fact that it exists make, makes you just, it's very surreal. It makes you think like, this is a crazy like modern world that we yeah. live in that this type type of thing is happening. Yeah. Yeah, they've kind of created their own little uh, community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A little Twitch community. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, well, my last one kind of goes uh, along with uh, what I mentioned before. Um, Homestarry Outdoor String Lights. Um, I, what are those you say? Uh, <laughs> that is the exact. Yeah, yeah. That is the exact uh, pantomime that I yeah, just did. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, like I mentioned before, we're kind of coming up on the holiday season. Um, you're stringing out uh, your lights, whipping those up. Uh, these are <laughs> <laughs> these are dimmable string lights. Um, they're LED. Uh, super small, super tiny. It, you may even be able, if you, you might be able to get away with it, but you may even be able to leave them up all year year long. Oh, wow. Um, remote control, uh, there's not too much to say about this, so I'll kind of make it fast. Uh, remote control, you can dim them, uh, you can put them on kind of a twinkle effect. Mm. Um, you can get them through Amazon, like we talked about earlier. Uh, you can get them through Amazon uh, just in time for the holiday season. Uh, these are great. I really like these. That's all there is to say That's about them. That's all there is to say They're about great. them. They're uh, great. So, uh, LED. LED, man. But how do these differ from, like, normal lights? The bulbs. Uh, so, they're like I said, they're a lot the smaller. Bulbs. Uh, <laughs> the bulbs. The you idiot. The bulbs. <laughs> I love your passion about this. Like, this, this is my favorite, maybe one of my favorite, like, top of the moment ones we've ever done. This is the top of the top of the moment. Yeah, this is so, really good. Top right. of the top of the Let me answer top the question. Oh, so look, body big bends. <laughs> so look, there's there's three <laughs> there's three things uh, in real life IRL that can make me cry, okay? Mm-hmm. It's Disneyland, uh, fireworks and Christmas lights. Okay, so I get real passionate about Christmas. Gotcha. Lights. That's how these made my top of the moment. My <laughs> even maybe even the top, top of the top. Of the top. Of the top. <laughs> yeah. top of the top of the top. Top of the stock. And, and who knows? Maybe at the end of the year we'll, we'll take have a stock top of the, the top, top of the top. <laughs> we'll make Chris compile. <laughs> we'll make Chris compile the top of the top of the I'm, moment. I will do that. Yeah, do it. I know you. Will. Uh, there's not too much to choose from you, this I year, but lists. he will do it. Um, but yeah, they're LED. I mean, uh, that's really all. Like that. That should be like. That's the end of it, right there. Uh, they're LED. They're not these bulb. Um, they're real small. Uh, you can barely see unless they're on. You can barely see the light coming out of the wire. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for him. Yeah. We, um, we have the the star shower. You familiar with this? I am. I mean, you've I obviously seen it, this house, but like it's I've been engulfed by it. Yeah. I'm not gonna explain it. I've looked at dead just, in the eye. Just. <laughs> And I didn't blink once. <laughs> See, I did I, several times. <laughs> um, just look up Star Shower. Star Shower. It's an as-seen-on-TV thing, I think. Oh, really? Mm. I think. I think that's its origins. But I liked I it. I thought you had, I thought you and your girlfriend had just, like, completely decorated Oh, the really? House. Yeah, yeah like, I was like, you? oh, wow, that's, like, so much. <laughs> They're like, crazy. Like, that's a lot <laughs> that they have done. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's a light. That's yeah. pretty good. It would have fooled any right. passerby. Well, there's a little teaser for you. Yeah, also available uh, on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> R.I.P. R- Billy Mace. Hey. Billy Mace has. All right. You, you don't need to wait and for with that, uh, you can... with that charming bid to the afterlife <laughs> and Billy Mace, uh, I remind you all that uh, you can submit your own top of the moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. We'll cut that out. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. So let me, uh, and with that weird, strange bid to the afterlife from Chris, go ahead and give us your last one. Yeah, I, I want to wrap this up talking about a movie that I'm sure some people have heard is coming out, uh, and that is Star Wars Rogue One. And no, 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 no. It's Rogue One. <laughs> A Star Wars, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. Yeah, uh, <laughs> apologies. They made it explicitly clear that this is not a part of the Star Wars. Uh, I mean, it's part of the Star Wars. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to like. Yeah. It's part of Star so Wars, but it's not Star Wars. I've I've been telling. I've talked to several people. There's a there's a coworker of mine who is just obsessed. 
and she's taking tomorrow off work so that she can go see it. Wait, when does it come out? Does it come out tonight? It comes out, oh, it might come out tonight. That's like actually midnight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow midnight. But regardless, she's taking, she's taking the day off and then she's going to go see it subsequently the next two days as well. Um, so she's going to see it how many times in total? Three in the first weekend, for sure. <laughs> That's uh, if she doesn't try to go again. she. I, I mean, I swear I think she watched episode seven. Yeah, what is that, episode seven? She watched that... Yeah. Well, it has to be seven, eight times. Wow. Yeah. Like, like in the theater. Cra- I think so, yeah. Wow. It was That's crazy. dedication. Yeah, and... I'm not excited. I don't particularly like Star Wars very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go watch them in theater. I didn't the the second the uh, the second sequel set, whatever you want to call that. The prequels. The prequels. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. I I didn't even see the third one in theaters. I didn't even care to. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Force Awakens. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what Gareth Edwards does. With Rogue One, yes, um, big fan of his. I, I you are love, yeah, I love Gareth Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say that he's a favorite of the podcast of the writer. I think that's podcast. probably I think, true. I mean, yeah. I think if if one of us is so in love with someone's work that they will be a, a, like a one of writer I loves. Well, <laughs> and, and uh, Gareth Edwards is one. We and discussed I, it earlier. I'm, I'm, Jeff Nichols is another. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm. Sending my, my heart out to Gareth Edwards if he hears this. We, we talked about it earlier. Be my majority friend. rules. Majority rules, but in this case, majority does rule, and they get a ride or die stamp, stamp of approval. approval. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, he'll take it. Yeah. So um, I've read some, some and stuff. And he'll like it. I've read some stuff about the impending release of Rogue One. Um, mostly, there were a lot of pieces that came out um, from various outlets this week about. Um, this is the movie about the soldiers. This is the Star Wars movie about the war. Mm. Yeah. Um, Which is intriguing. Some people took some weird twists on that idea um, in their different pieces, but um, I've just heard that it's a little bit more of a, like, kind of gritty, real story, and uh, that it's not nearly as science fantasy as as the regular Star Wars movies, which is super appealing to me. Yeah, um, I think we've talked. I don't think on the podcast, but we've talked before about how the trade, the first trailer that came out, made it look so great. It made it look so dark and like just really, I don't know. It made it look very adult. Yeah, I guess put it that way. It it looked like you know, Star Wars has never looked really no adult. Star Wars, and, and it's never really one. like you can make. There's I'm there's a really strong argument to be made that at least with the prequels that they were basically film vehicles to sell toys. Yeah. That's a controversial thing. A lot of people will get mad at you if you say that, but that's a a debate worth having. But there's no air like that about this film to me. No. At least based on the trailers. And I also heard something about how, like, they made Gareth Edwards or whoever the editor was um, for the the first, the very first trailer that came out. Not the teaser, but the first full-length trailer that came out. They made them change it because it was, like, a little too much, like a little too dark, mm. and they well, thought Disney that now, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that was you're right, that was Disney making that call. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I'd have to go and look and, and see if that was actually true or not, but um, that all all of that to say that was all a good sign for me. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I'm excited to check it out for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, when this kind of first got announced and when when you know it was still in the the youth uh, stage, uh, they kind of. Star Wars fans and even the production company, everybody kind of put this as like, uh, like an adopted child. They were just like, "Oh, this is just like, you know, this is just a you know another movie. This is yeah. not like our big friend." And I right. hope, I, and I hope, just because of Gareth Edwards and everybody else uh, involved, that I hope that this just like comes in and just blows comes, everybody out of the water. Yeah, I, I hope it does. Um, I hope it maybe like, I would love in the the next Star Wars main core franchise film is directed by Ryan Johnson so like that's all really cool as well yeah we, who we all like yeah 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 that's really cool um so I hope like that does really well I, I like that they're tapping some of these really up and coming great directors but I would love if 
Gareth Edwards' take on the Star Wars universe becomes the new in like ten years. Like yeah, yeah, it like eclipses what was done by the new Lucas. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't want him to become the new Lucas. For the record, I just want him to be his own thing. But you're right. Like, held up you know to, the I mean. same, like, yeah, to, yeah. to the same esteem as the first yeah. three. Yeah. Um, Four, five, and six. Sorry. Four, five, and six. <laughs> I don't know who's got what. Who's counting? There. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think at this point, uh, it's kind of hard. It, it's going to be hard to make a Star Wars movie that doesn't just kill the box office. With The Force Awakens, uh, with the traction that uh, Rogue One has already got, it's going to be hard to... At this point, going forward, unless Rogue One totally tanks, which I don't think it will, no. because like I said, it's just blowing it's a Star Wars, up yeah, already. It's a Star Wars, uh, yeah, uh, unless it, it tanks, uh, like it's going to be impossible to make a Star Wars movie that's going to just yeah. Tank. And, and I mean, yeah. along with the brand recognition, some of the ideas that they have of the films that are in production or will be soon like they're going to be fan hits. One of the films is a Han Solo origin story. Yeah, like and who. I can't remember who was playing it. I don't remember. Because it was some, I thought it was somebody that was like but, really um, I mean, they have a roadmap for a lot of really successful films. And yes, a lot of that is from the Star Wars branding, but they're also being really, really smart about who they're choosing to direct these things and who mm-hmm. they're who they're picking uh, for producers and stuff like that. What do you think uh, so based on two hundred and thirty five reviews mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think the Rogue One's rating is at this moment? I think that it's going to be in the 70s. Okay. I think it has a ceiling of the 70s based just off of, like, I have only seen one other review. It got to be... Okay. Um, I just don't think that it's going to... I think that some some reviewers are going to view it in an unfavorable light. Okay. So I'm a little Nate, nervous about it. Would you it. like to wager a guess? Uh, if he's gonna go seventies, I'll go eighties. Okay. So right now, at as of this moment, with two hundred and thirty five yeah. reviews counted, yeah. it's at eighty five percent. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's really good. And I was speaking of Twitch from earlier, I was watching a Twitch streamer today that was talking about this very uh rating, and at the time that they were talking about it, it was at oh I wasn't watching sorry, I wasn't watching today. It was a previous broadcast, but they were talking about this must have been a day ago. That it was at eighty four, so it's gone up in the okay. last twenty four hours. Could you or so. could you do the little could you do the little thing where you look at the top critics and just tell me what the top yeah critics yeah yeah I can do that have it at because that I I am kind of I'm always curious with Rotten Tomatoes like you know what's skewing is is it the actual critic consensus or, or top critics what are they saying are they like way higher than non top critics which is a Arbitrary okay. ranking. So the top critics rating is a seventy six. Okay. So you're you're more on target there, but yeah, altogether eighty five. Uh, top critics are at seventy six. Yes, you guys both win. Also, yeah. real quick, uh, the guy they have slated to play Han Solo uh, in this uh, new anthology is Alden. <laughs> oh. Erenrich. Uh huh. Erenrich. I I'm not familiar with him. Just kidding. The biggest thing that he's done is Hail Caesar. Um, other oh, than that, which uh, I did enjoy. I, he cut his teeth on Supernatural, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Alden Erenrich. <laughs> and who is directing this one? Does it have that yet? Uh, it does. It says. Um, I mean, they've already cast it. I would assume that they would have a director. Did. Let me see. Although here. they may not have much of the cast. How, is they have a lot of the casting done, or is it just Han Solo? Uh, it's quite a bit of the casting, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, let me look. Let me peep it. Well, I'm Donald I'm, Glover is going to be in it. It's oh, Lando. Wow. Oh, Lando that's Calvary. right. Oh, I forgot right. about yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. a big. Emilia Clark. That's also a big one from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, you, you'll know her as Khaleesi. <laughs> uh, Director is interesting. They've got Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Okay. Um, okay. I I would like to see a woman's take on Star Wars. We haven't seen that. You mean yet. like a female director? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, also, like even like a minority's take on on it. Like, why not give Ava DuVernay like the reins to a Star Wars film? Like that'd be really cool. Um, so I would like to see. I would like to see them change up. You know. The type of director because right now what they do is just white man. 
Although we like who they've got coming up. We've, I do we like, like who I they do have. like what they have. But we like who they right. have in the chamber, but we want to see... I would like to see some different takes. Right, which... Um, with and the way, and that's why I'm excited about Gareth Edwards, because his previous work, he he's, ta- he's taken on the monster film. Yeah. Um, and the way that he's done it is a very personable approach. It's monsters by the from the view of a, the human being. Yeah. Less so for for the audience. He's done his big films are monsters, and m- monsters, not monsters Inc. or monsters University, <laughs> no, but no. monsters and Godzilla, Godzilla the newest yeah. Godzilla film. Yeah. And I love them both dearly. Um, but yeah, it's the view. It's the view of these large, world crushing organisms from yeah. the view of. Just little ants essentially just just people right and so i would i want to see him take on a universe that's itself bigger than life yeah um and just see how he i think he's perfect for for them wanting to find for a studio that wants to put out a story that is in this well-known universe but it's a grittier story that's a more personable level it's it's a and he's a perfect director to really find that balance Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that, but I would like to see a lot. I would like to see different viewpoints represented in the Star Wars world, um, especially for you know, Star Wars itself is a world made up of several different races and of in cultures and people and melding things together. And I think aliens, aliens, <laughs> uh, but they're not really aliens to themselves, I guess. They just mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, good call. Yeah. So <laughs> it would just be really good to see. That take, and yeah. I, and I hope for the future that 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 is the case. Yeah, with with I mean with the way it's going now, I'm sure that's going to be the case. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, the that takes care of this week's top of the moment. And just as a reminder, you can submit your own top of the moment, or you can just let us know what you think of the show. Say hey, pop in at uh, writerdieblog at gmail dot com and. Also, as a second reminder, we do have a discussion show that arrives in the same feed as this show, and we do our slightly more serious, more long-form conversations, although we got pretty long-winded on this one, which is never a bad thing. I'm out of breath. (laughs) But you can find our stuff like that, um, more of that, on our other show that arrives in the same feed. That's it for this episode, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Have a good one. Goodbye to big friends.